0: And a little bit of paranoia. Welcome to the Iron In Podcast. And we're back. Welcome back. If you haven't listened to the first part of the show, you get to you. You should go back and listen to all of Jason's story about uh, how he got into IT and all that. I know you're really like <laughs> that was a good story, man. Okay, it was. You say so. It was. I don't know mean, why anybody remember, wants to hear that. It's. Uh, it's. Uh, it's. It's. People are. People are interested. Because we have established IT careers, people are interested in how we got to where we are. So that's why they wanted to hear it.
1: The nerd nerded.
0: The nerd nerded? Yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: Valid. So I'm going with. The nerd nerded.
0: <laughs> Is that like a, the, the, the short, short, short story of Jason? The nerd nerded?
1: Yeah. I, I was going to say, like, you know, when, when I got into it, I was just going to say, like, you know, like, yeah, I was a nerd when I was a kid and I'm a nerd now. So, you know. the nerd nerd nerded
0: and has and has thus far succeeded in in nerding and now the nerderies (laughs) (laughs) and now the news (laughs) all right so let's move along uh first of all we have our usual announcements uh patron update we gained a new patron in the past two weeks so cool thank you to name pending 197
1: hopefully you get your name soon
0: who's in our discord so thank you i've i've chatted with them before cool stuff although being Um,
1: being 197th in line like oh you take a while so
0: yeah right name pending 197 197th in queue or are there 197 people with with the name name pending that seems unlikely but uh you know whatever there's a story there. there must be a story behind that number uh so anyway name pending 197 uh jeremy with some accents over the e's i'm probably mispronouncing that it's probably some weird phonetic something or other of the word jeremy jeremiah jeremy i don't know jeremy okay uh Aranami, andrew tatro bruce robert matt david solemn with a three uh, and a zero trooper ish linux 666 gimpy b mark with a k dementor or the mentor if you're in our discord uh john the nice guy mark with a c julius andy j charles and our good old buddy 22532 thank you all for being patrons Uh, We're getting like, I think it's like 98 bucks a month now. So that's pretty cool. That covers things like what we pay for Riverside now to do our recordings, what we pay for uh, hosting, what we pay for, you know, Libsyn, a few other things. So that's that's great. That's great. Um, Very appreciative of all of you for uh, choosing to give us money to do this, which is great.
1: We like money, Uh, even though I don't see any of it.
0: I keep offering to give you something and you keep saying no. So, you know, don't, don't tell, don't me tell that. them that. Oh, okay. You guys want to pay Jason? Let me know. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, if you want to support the show and get a t-shirt or something, instead of, uh, instead of a recurring sort of money into nowhere sort of thing, uh, you can go ahead and do that at Teespring. Teespring.com slash stories slash iron sysadmin. And a new thing I've added to the notes, Uh, since we're using Riverside now, they have an affiliate program. If you run your own show or if you run a podcast or something where you want to get really like cool quality recordings, like we do for this show, you can get Riverside, uh, and uh, using our affiliate link, we get a little bit of a kickback for that. So if you want to do that, there's a ridiculously long link that I'm not going to read in the show notes. You go and you click that and you sign up for Riverside, we get a little bit of money out of that. So, you know, if you want to do that and help the show out. Great. Riverside has been a fun, or I shouldn't say fun. It's been a functional and good platform, right? Pretty cool stuff. So, um, yeah, you usually put in an announcement here about, uh, besides Delaware and I know that's coming up. Yes. So let us besides, know the dates besides
1: Delaware, the 12th and 13th of November. It's that it's the Friday and Saturday. I, I keep screwing up the dates. Uh, registration's open. Uh, CFP is open. Uh, if you'd like to speak, uh, let us know. Um, we want to hear your talk. If your talk is not security related, we want to hear your talk. If your talk is security related, we want to hear your talk. Um, we're, we're, it's family friendly, you know, we're going to be virtual. So um, we, we're interested in, in talks from all walks of life. So you're
0: like the only conference that did not jump right back into the we're going to be in person and then go, oh crap, we have to go back to virtual.
1: No, we, we actually, we. <laughs> We had been kind of watching things uh, right up until June-ish, I think. Uh, We made the call early. Um, You know, Delta sort of came out and was banging around and we saw what was going on and we said, yeah, it's not worth putting people at risk, so we're just going to be virtual again. I would really, really, really like to do an in-person conference. Absolutely. So get vaccinated or wear a mask. uh, So (laughs) do something.
0: Besides bsides de.com is that it
1: it's B delaware.com delaware spelled out
0: all right i'm putting it in the notes so bsides you can find the cfp there you can find the dates there which are the 12th and 13th somebody was yes kind b, to b- central that in put the it chat.
1: <laughs> yes keeping with the virtual that was my that was the, that was my my off-the-cuff slogan
0: nice nice Alright, so yeah, um, B-Sides Delaware, when it goes back in person, I highly recommend you go to the in-person conference, because it is an awesome time, Um, you'll probably see me there when it's in person again, you'll absolutely see Jason there, Um, and really, a lot of other hackers that are from this region, you'll see at B-Sides Delaware, it's a great conference, and it's a good time, and my kids love to go there and lockpick. Yeah,
1: again, like, (laughs) it's, yes, technically, it's a security conference, but we have people from all walks of life, we have people that are just I, IT. I gave a
0: talk I gave a talk there about how to start a podcast
1: yeah, we've had we so you you had your Twice. talk about how to start a podcast we have a um this this really really cool guy who every every once in a while does a does a talk and demonstration on self-defense we've had people talk about you know pretty much anything um I want to say there may have been a talk about beer one year it, it you know whatever like as long as as long as it's yeah. it's it's, it's not offensive. Um,
0: yeah. And, I mean, and, I, and it's,
1: you know, trying to teach somebody something, like, we're we're cool with it.
0: I do want to say the online conference last year was also good. So I'm not trying to say don't go because it's online. In fact, if you're not local to Delaware or at least this side of the country, the, the virtual conference is a great way yeah, to get and, involved with it anyway. And the, right? plan,
1: so. the plan moving forward, um, you know, we're hoping to enact it this year, but the plan moving forward is to keep it hybrid. So... You know, there will be cool. there will be an online component to it. We we had been we had been trying to do the um, the streaming thing prior to this, but we want to make it more more hybrid and more interactive.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a it's a it's a good conference. And whether it's virtual or in person, I highly recommend it. It's uh, I, I've been there as a ten- as an a- attendee several times, um, even s- I think before you were involved in it. No, I think you were involved in it the first time I got out there. Um, You got involved in it pretty early. Yeah. But um, this year, apparently I'm dealing with the Discord server or the Discord instance. We should probably talk about that. Yes. You and I, that is. Discord. Discord. Discord! Uh, Right. So I'm assuming that if it's hybrid next year, I'm going to have to deal with that, even if... Don't you ruin my B-Sides Delaware. (laughs) Anyway. Automate it. Automated. Good idea. All right, so uh, reviews. There's nothing new this this time around. We haven't gotten any new reviews in a while. I think February, when I was looking, is the last time we got a review. So, folks, leave us reviews. That's that's how we know whether you like what we're doing or not. We're just going to assume that you like what we're doing uh, or maybe that you hate what we're doing. and We're going to change everything. So let us know if you like what we're doing. Oh, Call for Volunteers 2019 is on the B-Size Delaware homepage. You, you might want to fix that. No, it wasn't. I don't know. That's what that's what B. Cantrell is saying.
1: <laughs> I will look.
0: Anyway, you do that. Fix that right now. All right, so yeah, there's no reviews. Um, this is the part of the show where we just kind of BS for a little while about oh. interesting things that have been going on in our own lives.
1: Yeah, what? that's just the news feed. Is it there? No, it's there because it's, it's just it's the newsfeed. News feed. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, update your news feed. I did. News I did. I did. Besides DE
1: 2021 registration is open. Oh, just because okay. just because there's new news doesn't mean the old news goes away. Sure it does. Um, but That's yeah, I mean, the, the volunteer the link. The new
0: news overwrites the old news.
1: Yeah, the volunteer link probably still goes to an old page. Uh, I think it does, yeah. Because like being virtual, we we didn't have a whole lot of need for volunteers last year. So,
0: Yeah, good point. Good
1: point. Yeah. The, the website needs a, a revamp, a very serious revamp. We'll get there eventually.
0: It's a shame you don't have any IT professionals involved. I
1: know, right? To uh, to do that. You'd think me in the security community would have somebody who can do a website.
0: (laughs) In my experience, people in the security community are good at breaking and burning your website to little pieces. Not so good at writing one.
1: Yeah, I'm good at I'm good at protecting them. Also, not good at writing them. So.
0: Right, I know it's like the problem when you're when you're run by a bunch of infosec and infrastructure people is that nobody has any idea how to design a website. Yeah. <laughs> yes, our our website is black with green text, and that's it. <laughs> because it looks like the terminals we're used to being in. All day.
1: oh, it looks like you you never change from the default. Uh, the, default theme for your your instance like yeah that's because I don't really care
0: that's the theme (laughs) what how I don't even know how to do that
1: content that matters
0: yeah it's the (laughs) kind anyway so uh I've been tinkering with a couple things the past couple weeks um I kept having this weird problem so we've talked about 3d printing plenty of times on the show you have an ender 5 as well don't you
1: yeah yeah, I have to. did
0: you ever actually get it working? Yeah, I've had it, working, I've it.
1: working. a lot. Uh, at the moment, okay, I, I haven't messed with it in a little while. I've been so busy, but I think my my
0: printer is the, is almost always printing something.
1: <clears throat> oh, that's nice.
0: But uh, but a couple it's a couple months ago now, I picked up a, a new uh, build sheet for it or build whatever bed build for plate it, right build plate. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, that's got a PEI coating on it mm-hmm. and the pei is awesome because when it's hot everything just sticks to it like freaking glue and when it cools off it releases really well yep and it's been like the best thing ever right well i was having this problem where when i printed small enough parts things that were right in the center where every build always starts they weren't sticking right anymore right and i cleaned the damn thing and i I looked up a number of things. People like, oh, clean it with this, clean it with that. Dawn dish soap, uh, isopropyl alcohol, Windex, all kinds of things, right? And none of it was working anymore, right? And I kept cleaning it and doing whatever, and it didn't work. Finally, I came across a thread on Reddit. Someone's like, take really fine sandpaper and sand it. Not like heavily, because of course you'll sand through. It's only a thin layer of this PEI stuff. You'll sand through it if you go too hard. So I, I happen to have fine sandpaper because I've done things like body work on cars and that requires fine sandpaper as you're going down uh, so I took some of that and I sanded it down and the whole time I'm just terrified because the finish on the PEI used to be kind of like a glossy and now it's really scuffed hmm? and I'm looking at it like I just ruined my PEI sheet I'm going to have to buy a new one this sucks well guess what it worked so if you've got a PEI build sheet or build uh, uh, what's the word again The plate. build plate, um, build plate. And things aren't sticking anymore. Uh, lightly sand it; it worked. Yeah. It did a it, it did a perfect job. Very
1: lightly. So like we're talking like three or four hundred grit sandpaper, light.
0: Yeah, I used I used three hundred the or no, I used eight hundred if I remember correctly because that was the finest that I yeah. had. Uh, and they were saying between six and twelve hundred is what they would recommend. Yeah, because for sanding, this because
1: down. what happens is as you print on it, you know, like the the fact that it's rough is is part of what. Helps it stick to the PEI, right. and as you print on right. it, that gets filled right. in because yep. of microscopic particles. I have a, a I guess it's a PEI. Mine is mine is like quarter inch thick or eighth inch thick. Um, so the plate
0: on mine, the plate itself is spring steel, and then it's got a coating on top of the steel, right? And then of course the steel sticks to the magnetic bed. Oh no, but I, I just
1: bought a I just bought a plate, and then I have uh, little clasps that hook it onto the plate. Onto the existing. Oh
0: yeah, no, this, this is right from Creality and it literally, it just sticks to the old magnetic bed, the same bed that was there for, uh, I mean, it was really nice. I just pulled off the old textured one and slapped on the PEI.
1: So, uh, yeah, Yeah. it
0: worked out really well.
1: may have destroyed the old textured one.
0: I, I did too. As soon as I started printing with PETG instead of with PLA. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's another thing. Uh, if you switch from PETG to PLA and back and forth, uh, either get two build plates, or get, uh, or you have to clean it really good in between, right? Because the the PETG will sort of coat whatever you're building on. In my case, it was the PEI, um, and it doesn't really come off. But cleaning it. With Dawn dish soap, believe it or not, is enough to strip that off, and then you can go back to yeah. you switch to your, your other material. I found that out the hard way, too, because it wasn't sticking right.
1: Yeah. But, um, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but just in case you haven't, uh, glass build plates are all the rage. Yeah. And I don't think it's PETG. One of, one of the things that you can print on your printer, um, if you print it on glass, it will never come off because it adheres, it specifically adheres to glass.
0: Yeah, some people say that that's the case with PETG printing on PEI, but I haven't had a problem
1: with yeah, that. Yeah, I forget what it was. I was like, oh, because I was looking at glass plates initially, and I saw this, and I'm like, oh, I probably should avoid that then.
0: No, I got to say that, because uh, I, with the, the textured mat that came with the Ender 5, uh, basically the, the first couple times I printed PETG on it, it stuck so well that it tore the plate, tore the, the build sheet. Um, so obviously I had to replace it. Uh, when I when I was looking at what to replace it with, someone had recommended PEI, so I tried that, and I see no reason to try anything else. It's perfect. As long as the thing... So there's a couple little scratches in it, because when I first got it, I was still learning how to like release something from it. It doesn't just pop off. You have to, if you pull it off, if you can't just pull it off, you have to take it off of the magnetic plate and then you flex the thing and it pops right off. Well, I didn't know that. So I was still using the little scraping tool that came with it. So I've got a couple gouges in it, but if you can, if you avoid getting gouges in it, you get like a mirror smooth finish on the bottom of whatever you're printing, which is amazing. Right. Um, and some people say you only get that with glass. Well, I get it with PEI. As long as you don't have, as long as I don't print over one of the little little gouges that I made, it's
1: yeah, it's I've, I've freaking smooth. I've got I've got glass on mine too, so or I've got uh, uh, PEI on mine too, and it's it's mirror. Yeah, yeah, really, really yeah I mean it's
0: it's it's
1: great. I I destroyed my original build plate with um, uh, I had some calibration issues, <laughs> so the, uh, the 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 nozzle tried to push itself through the plate.
0: Put the nozzle. Th- yeah, that's that's not a good way to do it. No. Um, yeah, I've I've. I had a bed leveling problem before I switched, because you know the Ender Fives have this reputation for having a warped plate.
1: Yes, mine was warped,
0: and I think I think mine has a slight warp too, but it's not bad. So I was really thinking about getting a BL touch, but once I got the PEI sheet, because it has that spring steel, it kind of made up for that that unlevelness. Yeah, my mine did too.
1: My 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 bed was warped like. Towards the center. So it was like a bowl. Mm-hmm.
0: That's how they all yeah. that's that usually how they're warped.
1: Yeah it's Mine's like weird. that
0: just in the in the center. It's it's a little bit not much, but I mean you're talking Millimeters when you're printing right? Yeah So that's enough to screw it up. But uh, but yeah once I switched that the plate it was better But anyway, I I mean, I don't even think I would try glass. I have a friend who bought an Ender 5 Plus which is the larger version Right, and that came with a glass build sheet. He said nothing but trouble getting things to bond to it. The PEI is perfect, so I'm just using the PEI. Screw that.
1: <laughs> he's got the he's got the uh, the digital LCD uh, touchscreen too, doesn't
0: he? Uh, is it a touchscreen? It comes. It came with the BL touch. It yeah. Came with a larger larger build area. Yeah. Right. So it's basically is the physically larger. Is the pro? I have the pro.
1: He's okay, got the plus. Yeah. So we have we have the pros then.
0: Yeah. But yeah, the the Plus is bigger. It's got a glass build plate or sheet or whatever you call it. Um, it's got a BL Touch on it. It's got... I don't remember if it... Had, I think it, it it does have a different control panel than mine does.
1: Yeah, it's, so like, he may it's have like a located touch in the center on. and it's all, it's all yeah. touchscreen. Yeah. 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 I
0: think he just wanted to be better better than me when he bought it. That's why he got that one. <laughs> but he barely uses it because he was so frustrated by the the problems he was having with that glass build sheet. I'm like, eh, I don't, I don't have that problem. Maybe you should get a PEI sheet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Creality's is interesting because you know there's all there's there's a lot of different issues that happen, I guess, with Creality printers. So they're, yeah, they're but good, but they're they're not consistent. Once, I guess, is the yeah. Way once
0: comes. once once you deal with the issues, though, I mean, my printer's been pretty freaking solid. Maybe yeah, I shouldn't say that, but it's been solid. Yeah, since, I, since I, 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 I
1: I I think my novel... I
0: I actually had very few problems with mine when I got it. Like I started printing off the SD card like immediately. And um yeah, I had an issue trying to get the heated bed to work, but it turned out it was because the power supply was, was set, set at 240 to two forty and not one twenty. Two forty instead of yeah. So once I discovered that, everything started working again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, wait, that's that's <laughs>
0: just like that.
1: Yeah, that's. I had the same experience. Like mine started working fine yeah. once once that was done, and then you know I, I update I upgraded to a BL Touch because the it would print okay until I got to um, detailed fine prints that had you know like if I wanted to print something that had a little bit of surface and uh, you know for the first couple layers. Uh, instead of like the whole thing is is surface, I, I would have I would have yeah. adhesion issues. So so yeah. I, I got the BL touch and that that made it better. Um, and then the, the build plate made it even better. And right now I think the nozzle is clogged, so I just need to I need to fire it up and clean it out. And...
0: Yeah, that's a pain in the butt too. I think yeah, you already know about the trick where you loosen up the head a little bit, yeah, and heat it up and then rejoin it because I. I had a lot of problems with that, where the the Bowden tube would get clogged right at the head. Yep. Because of heat soak issues. Yep. But you're not supposed to get with those type of Bowden tubes. But if there's any kind of gap there, you'll right. end up with heat soak that goes up in there. And then uh, I especially had that trouble with PETG, and I still do if I print with PETG. That's
1: that's what's loaded in uh, it now. It's PETG. So I, I, I think yeah, it's figuring so the same thing.
0: As much as I like the output of PETG, because the Everything feels a little more rigid, a little more solid, a little less breakable than with PLA. I always have trouble with with the nozzle clogging or whatever, and that's that's frustrating. So, I usually use PETG now or not PET PLA. I am curious about PLA plus. That could be a good happy medium. I don't know if you've seen PLA no, plus I yet, but it's 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 basically another sort of compound of PLA which requires a slightly higher printing temperature, but it has a lot of the properties of PETG with a lot of the benefits of PLA, right? Like the ease of use of PLA, but the strength of PETG. So I'm my, really tempted to try it out. I just haven't done it yet.
1: My son has printed um, a little bit with uh, carbon fiber.
0: Oh, yeah? That's interesting. You, you
1: need a special nozzle for it. You can't just, like, if you put yeah. it through that nozzle, it'll destroy it. But um, the... The prints look really, really nice. Carbon fiber's not cheap, but um the prints yeah. look really, really cool.
0: That's cool. I'll have to look into carbon fiber now. Uh um really, this whole this whole thing fascinates me. With all the different options you've got, all the different things you can do to to print in other ways and whatever. I saw an ad the other day for a a 3D printer, which basically has three different replaceable uh extrude. Not extruders, hot ends. The hot ends, whatever. Yeah, yeah. The end that heats up and spits out stuff. Yeah. you can replace it with uh, a laser etcher, a hot end for three D printing, or a wood router.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. And common. it's like all in one machine, right? Yep.
0: It's pretty awesome. Yeah,
1: there were, cool. there were a couple of those on Kickstarter.
0: Yeah, maybe this is the outcome of yeah. one of them. I don't know, but uh, it looks pretty cool. It's all modular like that. I'm not going to rush out and buy the thing, but I thought it was pretty cool that, you know, this is where the it's going. Because they're all essentially the same machine. They just have a different end. Yeah,
1: end. yeah. and then if you right. want to look at something uh, interesting, well, so the, there's I mean, there's different types of 3D printers. Like, you know, we, we have an XYZ axis one. There's the yeah. there's the one that's just like hanging on arms and it just moves the arms all over, which is kind of cool. Um, uh, then, like, if you want to look at something really, really neat, um, and I'd love to get one of these. I just, just haven't found a good one to get. Um, look at resin printers.
0: Yes, I have They're, looked at those. They,
1: they 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 build they build down, sort of. Yeah. And and it, it's just like it's 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 a laser. It's just a laser in a bowl of water with some yeah some goofy yep. stuff at the bottom. It's really really neat.
0: A lot of, so one of the things I like to do, or I would like to do more of, but it's really frustrating with a standard 3D printer is to print minifigs for like D&D
1: yeah.
0: uh, for tabletop games. And they say resin printers are so much better for it. Yeah. So um, it's, it's a tempting thing. I don't know if I'm ever going to rush out and buy a resin printer, but that'd be pretty cool. It's I think that'd be cool for, for that particular niche.
1: Much cheaper than the Ender by a lot. Is it? Yes. You can get a resin printer for a hundred bucks
0: maybe I'll look into a
1: no I can't I'm not going to look into a resin printer <laughs> <laughs> granted granted the 100 dollar ones are not they're, they're you know I mean you're going to get what you pay for so yeah but, right, but right I haven't you know I think probably the most expensive resin printer I haven't dug deep, deep into it but you know 200 bucks is about the most the most expensive I've seen um but you you can and a resin printer's print bed if you will is as big as you can make the tank so in theory you can print some pretty big stuff with a resin printer without going too yeah. crazy. So as long as you can, as long as you can get the laser to move and point at all those all the right places, you're good.
0: Pretty cool. Now I'm gonna have to look into resin printers. You're welcome. It's your fault. Yep.
1: It's
0: your fault.
1: I, I'm here to enable.
0: <laughs> so anyway, welcome to 3D printing with uh, with Iron System and Podcast. Uh, let's see what else have I had going. Oh, I've been tinkering with some more home assistant stuff. Uh, Basically, uh, I was talking to you guys might remember Alex, who we had on the show might be two months ago now. And he was talking about home automation and he has this, I don't know, methodology or whatever. He has this thing that he says that home automation isn't just getting your smart speaker to turn on the lights for you. It's having the lights turn on when they're supposed to turn on without you having to tell them to, right? That's home automation, right? It's it's not just like, oh, I've told the thing to turn on the lights and turn them on for me. That's the same as hitting the switch, except you're using your voice. Uh, but like, you know, at 8 a.m., the lights come on. Or you come home from work and the lights come on. Or it plays your p- favorite podcast when it's supposed to play it. Like that sort of thing, right? So I've been tinkering more and more with... I've been taking that like methodology and I've been trying to apply it to more things. So now I do things like the lights in my office here... Um, I have them on, of course, during the day while I'm working. Well, usually at lunchtime I go out for a walk. So now I have it set up so that when I go for that walk, Home Assistant realizes that I've left the building and it turns off my office lights. Or if we're out somewhere in the evening and it's dark outside already and we come home, the living room lights turn on because that's where we come into the house through. I don't yet have the porch lights connected to Home Assistant, but that's next. (laughs) You you, so that if we...
1: Are you doing this through, like, Bluetooth radio or something?
0: So... um, The Home Assistant app on my phone, of course, knows where I am. Right. And it's not, like, perfectly accurate. It's as accurate as your phone's GPS is, right? So if I walk far enough away from the house, the app goes, oh, he's left home, and he tells my home, it tells my Home Assistant, he's no longer home, right? And then that tells my lights to turn off.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean... You
0: can do it with little Bluetooth LE, you know, like a thing in your pocket or through your phone, if you have sensors in different rooms, you could even tell it to track where you are in the house. So yeah. if I walk into the dining room at breakfast time, it'll turn the lights on and play my, my good morning routine, right? I don't have that stuff. But theoretically, that's a thing I could do.
1: Right. So so um, uh, my phone, my, my, my iPhone, when I get into my car goes, oh, you've connected to that Bluetooth device. I know what yeah. that is. You must be going somewhere. Here's a map of the most recent places that you've been and the most likely yep. one you're headed to. So... Like I go out to get the mail in the afternoon and it's like, hmm, you've gotten in the car between twelve and one o'clock, and it's a weekday. Here's the map to the post office, as if I'm gonna get lost getting there. But (laughs) you know.
0: Yeah, and that's 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 so that's more
1: machine learning based, but you know, it's it's still using the radios to do it.
0: To me, that feels a little creepier, right? Because you know, obviously, I have an Android phone. You know that. The people who listen to the show know that. Google is telling me to those things, which means Google is figuring out what I do with, with my life. Yeah. Which
1: kind of bothers me a little bit.
0: In your case, your phone or maybe Apple is doing the same thing, yep. right? Uh, in my case, this is all self-hosted and completely controlled by me through Home Assistant, right? Which I think is a little cooler just because... Yeah, no, it's not some no, 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 well, no. i engineer at Google right. figuring this stuff out for me, right? And it's all private. I don't right. know. I just, right. I just think no, it's, I'll, it's I'll, more fun. No, all this I'm way.
1: saying is that the the Bluetooth radio, the the, yeah. the MAC address of the Bluetooth radio is what triggers part of that.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. same same concept. Yeah. Same concept. Cool. So yeah, it's been fun, um, and. We've said this a number of times. It's a freaking rabbit hole, and it's going to just keep going deeper and deeper. Yeah, well,
1: when you perfect your house, <laughs> you, you can come over and, and, and set mine up.
0: Okay, well, I'll uh, I'll, I'll send you some links to uh, smart light bulbs that will get you started, because that's exactly how I started. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can build a home assistant, Sweet. and then you'll be like, oh, I can do this. Oh, I can do that. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, wife! Can you put the app on your phone so we can do the same stuff for you? That's
1: not a thing that's going to happen. And <laughs> yeah. you know, at that point, at that point, when I disappear, just look for the look for the freshly dug dirt back in the woods.
0: Okay, okay. And anyway, the only other thing I had going on is uh, uh, on Steam. They just released, re-released Mist. Do you remember Mist?
1: Yes, I'm actually waiting for Firmament to come out. I don't you know, don't, if I know that. you don't know about Firmament. Fir- Firmament is by the Mist Crew. It is it is their latest game that they're actively working on right now. That was a Kickstarter oh. that ended last cool. year.
0: Firmament. Yeah. Well, maybe they're going to use some of the proceeds from re-releasing Mist to uh, yeah to fund Firmament. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to put. I'll have to look for that now. Yeah. Now yeah. Curious, Cyan is still kicking. Mist is a well. Obviously, they re-released this game. Um, Myst is a game I played back in the 90s, which you probably did too, if you remember it. Oh, yes. And I played that. awesome. It. I loved this game. It was one of the... It's really the first game I remembered that had full motion cutscenes and stuff in it, right? Even though they weren't like what we expect today, where you have all these awesome 3D renderings that look so lifelike and whatever. But it was really kind of groundbreaking for the time. An actual Most of video. The gameplay, yeah, that's what I mean. Most of the gameplay was you know, clicker, still screen stuff. But then they would put animation on top of it for certain things. Yes, And you could always tell because it was grainy and, you know, we just didn't have the technology at the time. Well, it's been re-released and not only has it been re-released, it's been re-released in VR. And um, recently, as I've talked about before on the show, uh, Mark was kind enough to give me his old VR headset when he upgraded to the the... I'm blanking now on the name. He upgraded headsets and he gave me the old one. Uh, I had to buy some stuff to make it work, which I did recently. And I've been having lots of fun in VR. 13 year old me is like, I have VR now. Because <laughs> it was that was that was like a dream when I was a kid. Right. Like, oh, VR. yeah. Remember I, Lawnmower Man? Yep, I, right? I've been avoiding it. <laughs> it's great.
1: Oh, I, have I, to I say, know. It's, I know it. It's, I, I, it's I've, great. I've had the headset on one, once or twice. And I, I just I yeah, I have to walk away from it because I will never take the thing off.
0: So for me, it works out because whenever I hook it up, immediately it seems like that's when the kids walk into my office and they're like, ooh, 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 can I play? Because they want to play VR, yeah. too. So uh, I have to limit it by waiting until they go to bed at night. Right. And then I fire up the VR, which means I only get an hour or two to play, although it is dangerous because I could end up being up till three in the morning playing VR. But, uh, but yeah, *Missed and VR was a lot of fun. I've already, yeah, right. <laughs> I've already played it through. Yeah, right. I've already played it through which um, maybe it's because I remember the game from when I played it so much when I was younger, right? So I, I have a lot yeah. of the hints and whatever. What I love about that game is that everything you need is right there in front of you, but the puzzles are not obvious, right? Some of them are kind of obvious, but like there's books. You pick up the book and you read a book. You Literally, I'm in VR holding a book up to my face, reading <laughs> this journal written by you know the the guy who who you're you're basically retracing his footsteps yep. throughout the game of mist right and uh it was just such an experience to be able to do it in VR so if you haven't played mist in VR or if you've never played mist and you like puzzle games check out mist in VR it's it's pretty damn cool
1: yeah there there's there were <laughs> I didn't realize there were this many but I I know that Riven was a sequel to Mist um mm-hmm. and then uh Apparently stop asking me things. Apparently there were three other sequels. So there's there's a mist three, a mist four, and a mist five.
0: I knew about mist three but never played it. I did play Riven.
1: There's a Mist on- online, which uh it's called Guru. I didn't um, know that either. And then they have let's see, they have a game called the Manhole, Spelunks, Cosmic Osmo, and then uh, Abduction. Which which I have I have abduction I haven't played a whole lot of it. Um, And then I'm gonna
0: have to look these up now. Yeah,
1: Firmament is the new one. So so if you go to uh, Cyan.com, that's they have all their games listed. But Firmament's the new one. That was really really cool. Uh, Check out. It's like the it's very mist like, um, but using new tech and and I'm very very thrilled to see this thing come out. And I believe they're doing VR by default in it to begin with. So.
0: Good, good. Well, I say good only because I have a VR helmet and I would like to try it, but... Um, that was another thing that I liked about the re-implementation of Mist is a lot of times you get two different versions of a game. One works in VR, one works in flat, some people call it, or 2D. Um, the In this case, it's it's written in the Unreal Engine, and it basically seamlessly... You can play the game normal keyboard-mouse cool. monitor... And you can play it in VR. So basically the same save game I started out in VR. I played it for, you know, an hour or so just on my normal display. And then I went back to VR and picked right up again. It was pretty cool. The UI was a little bit clunky, and I'm hoping they improve that with some updates or whatever. Because I, I bought this maybe two weeks after it was released. Um, there were some glitches in the UI, and I hope they fixed those. But otherwise, it was still very playable, and it was a very good game. I recorded some of it. I didn't stream any of it, although I was tempted to. Um, I may end up making those into videos to release, but I don't know if I will or not.
1: You you and Mark should get together and Twitch stream together.
0: We so funny you should mention that, because <laughs> you may remember that Diablo 2 is re-releasing.
1: I may have pre-ordered it and have the beta okay, sitting on so my d- Xbox.
0: So did I, and so did Mark. And We've been talking about this. So it happens to be that it's releasing the day of our next show.
1: So we've been soon.
0: Yeah, it's the end of September. Oh, okay. Apparently we have Iron Sissed been scheduled for that night. And both Mark and I are like, you know, it'd be a lot of fun to sit down and play Diablo 2 instead of doing a show. (laughs) Maybe we'll maybe we'll stream it as a show. (laughs) So I don't know. Uh, anybody who's listening or watching, if you want to see us play Diablo 2 instead of doing our next Iron System podcast, and I, let us know. I think I th- it might be fun.
1: I think... I've got a lot of games floating around in my head, but I think it's cross-platform play as well.
0: If it is, then you are welcome Which to stream that with
1: us. I could join, too. <laughs> no no camera, but so yeah. The,
0: yeah, well, the, the way we did it... <clears throat> so we... They're in the open beta, which was only open for a couple of days. We did a stream, me and me and Mark, and we basically did audio through Discord, uh, through a Discord channel that we're both members of. We could, use, we could do it through the Iron Sism in Discord, but we did it through a different one that we're both members of. Um, and then I brought that all into OBS the same way I do for the show, yeah. and we streamed. You could see my screen um, and you could hear Mark but We could certainly do it with the three of us if you can do Discord and your game at the same time.
1: I don't see why I couldn't do that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah. That'd be interesting.
0: So anyway, if uh, if if everyone's like, no, I must have Iron Cystibin podcast on that day. Uh, if you feel strongly about that, let us know. But we may actually do that. We may do. We may do a night of streaming Diablo 2.
1: I don't know when. When Mark starts <laughs> singing, you know. Frozen songs in the middle of playing Diablo too. It might maybe take me we can get it.
0: him to. Maybe we can get him to sing like period appropriate <laughs> tavern songs no. or something. That would be so much better.
1: <laughs> Was it? T- so yeah. typical in your Witcher.
0: There you go. I'm gonna sing that.
1: Which which Netflix is giving me the be- the bestest birthday present.
0: Oh, that's right. There's a Witcher anime coming. Oh, that's
1: there? already out. I saw it uh oh okay but the, i didn't watch it it's actually very good um but the the second season of witchers is is, is they're, they're they're releasing it on my birthday so
0: awesome that was delayed because of the pandemic wasn't it i don't know was it because my wife read the books or some of the books and then she watched this first season and that was like two years ago wasn't it i
1: thought it was last year actually i know time is. i could be wrong i know time Maybe is screwy okay. but i'm pretty sure it was last year
0: Time screwing the past 2 years. It's like, wait, what? What what month is it again? Yeah. What year is it? What happened to yeah. 2020? Yeah,
1: it feels it feels like 20 years have gone by and yet now it's September and I'm like, Jesus, didn't it just turn summer? <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. Sorry, apparently I just spilled a little bit of beer on my keyboard. I have to fix that.
1: Oh. That's that's apologies. I don't know how
0: I did it. I moved I moved the beer away from my mouth too quickly. It does not appear to have gotten in the key.
1: Alcohol abuse.
0: Alcohol abuse, indeed. Alright. Hopefully I didn't just ruin my expensive keyboard. Okay. Anyway, that's all I had going on. We've talked about it for like half an hour already. What do you got going on? Anything cool? Uh... Be careful with my beer now.
1: I I, I, I happen to notice that the PlayStation um, thing video live stream. Was going on today. Where they're supposed to announce all the new games and stuff. Oh, okay. I am. I'm. I used to be a PlayStation fan. Uh, I had a PS2 yep. and loved the hell out of it. And then I got a PS3. Um, I was lucky enough to get one of the original PS3s from from you know I bought it from a friend um, before they gimped it. Yeah, before they gimped it. Uh, and I could not. I just couldn't get into it at that point. You know, I had I had sort of. I had the Xbox from, from our, our buddy at the college and had started playing yep. that. And I just, I, I wanted so desperately to love my PS3 and I just couldn't. And I skipped PS4 entirely and I'm skipping PS5 entirely, but the, this happened to be coming out and, and it was on and I was like, Oh, well, I'll take a look and see what's, what's coming for PlayStation. Um, uh, if you own a PlayStation, I'm sorry. Uh, everything that's coming out is a remake uh, Sony sucks. I, I, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> um, but I, I flipped it on, and the opening of this thing was... How do I describe this? So it so I will caveat this with, I have no idea whatsoever what this has to do with video games or PlayStation or the PS5. Because I don't think it has anything to do with any of that. But the opening okay. was amazing. Um, it was... So basically it was like flows out onto a big city, and then you see, like, uh, a dude sitting in a chair wearing a crown. It's like, what's going on? He's sitting in front of a chessboard. You see another guy in another building wearing a crown, sitting in front of a different chessboard. Tur- turns out these guys are the kings, and they're playing chess against each other. Um, okay. And every time they move a piece, it shows, like, a clip of, of those pieces in the world doing things. And there's lots of action and, and you know, like, very uh, cyberpunk-y and all sorts. It was okay. so like, by the time it was over, I'm like, I don't know what this has to do with PlayStation, but this is how chess should be played. This was amazing. <laughs> all right, this was the is most it like amazing battle chess, chess, chess the game. Next level? Yeah, it was, it was unbelievable. Um, so, don't watch the Sony thing for the games, because most of them suck, and most of them... Watch it for the intro. Hey, guess what? They're releasing GTA Five again
0: oh good this is like glad to hear that from
1: what I understand from the guys that were in the in the chat this is like the third or fourth time that they're releasing GTA 5 on the Sony Sony console <laughs> but don't worry they've upped the graphics again um
0: of course of course yeah I've I mean you know this I've, mm-hmm. I've been a Sony fan um for as much as I play consoles I don't play consoles nearly as much as I did well I just don't right there's yeah. a lot of games I can't play on console I don't know if it's because I don't have the the uh, the twitchy reflexes that I used to have, but I, I play better on PC. Yeah. So I play most of my games on PC.
1: God of War Ragnarok. They showed a, a trailer for that. Looks amazing. If I ever got a PlayStation, that's probably the reason I would get it. There's there's like I think there's like <laughs> two or three games on the PlayStation that I would play, and that would be one of them. Um, yeah. the new Spider-Man two game actually looks kind of neat. I don't know. I don't think this sh- what they showed in the video was actually from the game though. I think it was just pre-rendered stuff. Yeah. And then apparently they're coming out with a Wolverine game. Outside of that, um and like there's a there's a kids game and there was another game um honestly I'm not sure what it was. I was a little confused. But the rest of the games were all remakes. Yeah. Um like uh Drake Drake uh
0: Oh, yeah, that's
1: that. Uh, yeah, th- so they're, they're remaking that. Drake's, yeah. Drake's Quest or yeah, Drake's, Drake's Fortune or, or yeah, something it's, like that. Um, it's like, a, it's being like remade. a Tomb Raider game. Yeah, GTA five is being remade. <laughs> um, what was the other one? They were like, they're, they're, like everything was a remake. And it was like, yeah. um, I, I was watching it and I'm like, you know, I watched the opening and I'm like, ah, this is so, probably going to be boring. And then I watched the rest of it not, purely for the commentary of like, another goddamn not, remake. Not
0: to, like, defend it, but a lot of that could be because of the platform change from 4 to 5. Maybe. They're probably taking some of the most popular <laughs> games from 4 and re-releasing them on 5 yeah. because people want them. But, um, I'm not going to buy a 5. Re- I mean, I, can you buy a 5 yet? I don't
1: know. Uh, so that, that was the other thing. But based based on the yeah. chat, the, the, Sony, the Sony fans were not impressed with the lineup
0: <laughs> at all. That's because <laughs> gamers and Star Wars fans are the two hardest oh, people that's right. to. That's There's a Star Wars to impress. Yeah. Right? Of, oh, okay. Perfect. Knights of the Old perfect. Republic
1: is being remade for Sony again. So.
0: Oh well, good. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that.
1: So yeah, yeah. Um, but that that was that was like you know I, I kind of watched that today in the background. I was like, oh, the, the, that that opening was amazing. I was like, this is this is great. Yeah. And the rest of it was like, eh, whatever. Um. Except for uh, the one new game, it's not a Sony exclusive, but uh, uh, if you've played Borderlands, we talked about this before the the show, but if you've played Borderlands and you ever played the DLC in Borderlands 2, Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep is what it was called. um, Tiny Tina got her own game called Tiny Tina's Wonderlands and it looks amazing and I can't wait to get my hands on it. So much fun. (laughs) That's most cool. I just like I like the humor that comes out from her just it's, it's hilarious so yeah um outside of that it's been planning for b-sides uh battling mother nature um yeah right <laughs> and, keeping and the working. water out of yeah. your house yeah. yeah well we were successful now That's it's good. now I just need to go hire somebody to make us permanently successful so so yeah. once once I figure out what that job is called, I'll find somebody to do it.
0: Yeah, I. My brother-in-law your, your is looking at the same specialist? thing. Could be, could be. I don't know. But I, he's he's got similar basement water problems. So I, uh, if he has any success with it, I'll let you know.
1: I, I I searched around for local places, and I either got a sewage plant, which I don't think is what <laughs> I want. <laughs> or or Never I know. or I got landscapers and I kept going, but I'm I, like as much as I'd love somebody to come to mow the lawn for me. I don't think this is what I need.
0: You know, but I think landscapers Mark, might
1: be the closest.
0: Mark had flooding problems and had it fixed by someone. I can ask him, or you can ask him if you want to. Um, what you know, how he found that? Yeah. I don't know what. Uh, maybe it is a landscaper. Maybe landscapers do that. I maybe. don't know. Because it is kind of like landscaping, right? A lot of it is all about water redirection and whatever. Yeah, I want to get it done. Do that kind of stuff.
1: I, I, would, I, I have no idea what it's going to cost. Um, uh, we, we. Because the damage that we had with rugs and, and walls and stuff, the insurance, the insurance gave us a chunk of money. Luckily, so this is not apparently a normal thing. We had some sort of a rider on our insurance that the other us were aware of that allowed them to cover... I want to say they called it groundwater. So there's no flooding insurance. There's no flood insurance. Nobody has flood insurance. That's not a thing that people have around anywhere. Like most yeah. of the U.S., the majority of the U.S. does not have flood insurance. Um, right. And the 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 ground- Is they consider it an act of God. Yeah. Ground yeah. movement and whatever. The yeah. groundwater was covered because of some weird loophole in a rider that we had or something. So you know, even That's- even the adjuster was like, "I'm surprised that you have this. Nobody ever has this." I'm like. You. I don't know what it is. Apparently I pay for it. <laughs> but okay, it great. It came with the insurance <laughs> policy, so, you know, when we said, just give us a bare-bones insurance policy, that's what they put on there. Lucky um, you. Yeah, so lucky us. So we have a little bit of money, but, you know, I also have to get the rugs replaced, and some of the, the, the walls need to be cut out, and Um, i
0: mean if i were you i would spend the money on fixing the problem we're going to and then and then just eat the expense of fixing the stuff yeah so because otherwise it's just going to happen again
1: technically my rug in my office is going to be replaced i i did a whole bunch of cleaning in here and it's it's the must smell isn't really there anymore and it's kind of okay so if i don't get my rug replaced like i don't care but the rug in my well, son's I mean, the rug in my son's room is ruined, so it has to get replaced because it stinks. You uh
0: you worked in the basement of that hall at the college where I did. So you're used to breathing in mold. So it's fine.
1: Amongst other things, yes. <laughs> <laughs> mold, you know, body odor from students.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Right. So my gosh.
1: So yeah, that's anyway. that's about it. Um other than that, it's just kind of chilling out and Doing my thing. A little work around the house. A little lawn work. Most of, Mother Nature has been on a tear lately. We've, She's just not happy. We have gotten so much rain.
0: Yep. So. I mean, most of it's from hurricanes and stuff. So, you know. Like, yeah. That's not that out of the ordinary. Yeah.
1: Today's, today's adventure was getting the brakes. Or getting the uh, car inspected. And when I went to go do that, the dog had... You've had dogs, so... I've never uh-huh. seen this before, but apparently this is a thing. So that the elbow on the dog's leg um, gets these—they're uh, basically blood blisters, essentially. So they'll, mm-hmm. they'll get like this rough patch on their arm, and for whatever reason, hers is not just a rough patch. It has turned into like a—you know—probably the size of a golf ball, full, wow. of, full of blood. And she was, I guess, out on the porch and. You know, my wife went to let her in and was like, why is there blood everywhere? So wow. it, it ruptured. And so we had to that go sucks. deal with that. And I had to go get stuff for the dog. And so it's, it's, it, was, it was a day. But she's okay. Good times. She's okay. which well, we're, we're just like, you know, she's walking around with a bandage on her arm now. So
0: Yeah. Leg. It's a leg, not an arm. <clears throat>
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well... I mean, that's, that sounds like fun. It is. It not is. not really, but okay. Pets.
1: Pets. Pets are things.
0: It's, it's a thing you have to deal with if you choose to have pets.
1: All right. I've, r- so. I've, I've prattled enough. Push a button.
0: Yeah. I think we're going to go on into the news and then, uh, you know, get this show on the road. So here we go. Are you a fan of the Iron Sizzadman podcast? If you are, don't forget you can support the show via Patreon at patreon.com slash iron or, you can buy merchandise at teespring.com slash stores slash Iron And thank you. Uh, all right, so we've got news tonight. Uh, you know, not as much as usual, but we have some news. So, uh, the first article comes from Live Science, and I really, I picked this up because it just sounds really interesting. Um and it's one of those cases where the headline sounds like, oh my God, there's aliens about to come invade. And then when you read the article, it's more like there's some phenomenon in space that's making a thing that we don't know yet, we don't understand yet. Uh, strange repeating radio signal near the center of the Milky Way has scientists stumped. It is, a re- it is an interesting read, but it's basically, um, there's a radio telescope... I didn't know that was a thing, but I guess it is. It's not yep. a telescope you see through, it's a telescope you hear through. Yes. Uh, there's a there's a radio telescope, I think it's in Australia, if yep. I read this correctly. The, the Australian so that, Square
1: Kilometer Array Pathfinder.
0: Yes, ASKAP, and that's part of the name of the thing that it's found. The radio source known as ASKAPJ173608.2-321635. Rolls right off the lips. Yeah, right, it's really easy to remember, real repeatable. Um, basically it's, it's got a weird repeating pattern to it, which is unlike anything we've heard in space before. Uh, they go into a lot of details about different sort of phenomenon we've encountered that are similar, but not the same. It's an interesting read. Um, I was really hoping it was going to turn into like SETI at home has finally found something and we're not alone in the universe, but, uh, that doesn't sound like where this is leading.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, the thing that, the thing that I don't like about this, you know, like this, this great by, by all means like reported but they sort of bury it in here is you know mm-hmm. they they tried to match the energy source with observations from other telescopes and couldn't
0: and they can't
1: like yeah we didn't hear it so so did yeah did it really hear something I, or is this some sort yeah. of bug in the software
0: that's 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 the first thing i wondered right so and i don't understand how these things work or if they're different right is this one able to hear it, and the others aren't? Is that thing? Uh, is it that there's a problem with this one, and it's not a real thing? Like I don't know. I don't it, know it, what the. It, it I, I'd be, assume that they wouldn't report on it if there wasn't like yeah it, some kind of fact behind it. But it, I don't it know.
1: can be. A, it could be a combination of those things. So there's a there's an episode of Talk Python to me um, from I think March of last year, which which I happen to know because I'm a little bit behind on podcasts. Uh, where, where the, the guests or the guests rather that was on the podcast, um, work for one of these, uh, large, you know, these, um, square kilometer arrays. Uh, I don't think it's the Australian one. I could be wrong, but, um, and they sort of explain how the whole thing works and the, the utter ridiculous amount of data that they get, like, you know, petabytes of data per day. Um, and how they deal with it. So, I mean, if you're really interested in in how the stuff works and and what they're doing, um, that's actually a really good podcast to listen to. It's very interesting.
0: That's kind of cool. Uh, for some reason, I'm like, just because I had that brief stint as an HPC administrator, I'm not surprised that on a Python podcast they would talk about something like this because they're very related. Python oh, yeah. and HPC are very closely related. Yep. Um, because a lot of people write. In Python to do number crunching on HPC arrays, you know. So, yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's exactly. And there's what a this lot is. of
0: libraries for Python that do exactly what that is, right? So that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. All right, so let's see. The next article we've got is from Apple Insider, and the headline again, right? So this clickbaity thing. Um, After chiding Apple on privacy, Germany says it uses. Pegasus spyware. And basically the article is I guess like a month ago when remember Apple announced they have yeah, they're C-San. They're going to start trying yep. to detect child abuse and and child sexual content in photographs on iOS devices uh using using on-device AI. Yep. To try to identify things based on known hashes, right? And and the privacy folks went oh my god you're looking at my pictures um i don't really know where i fall on that yeah it sounds kind of weird but it is happening on device right yeah. so it's it's happening on your device right so is that really a privacy problem i don't know um anyway apparently germany Germ- germany's um federal body and they they mention what arm of germany's the, the federal, bka
1: the federal crime no, police so the, office
0: so that's the thing, right? So the BKA is the arm of the government that has admitted to using this spyware. There's a different arm of the government that deals with privacy, and they're the ones that were complaining about Apple's supposed privacy problem here, right? And the path they're going down and how it's concerning. Uh, so if it happen- if it works anything like the U.S. government, it's probably because these two arms of the government do- don't even talk to each other, and they have no idea, right? So... The the title of this article is a little misleading, right? They say you know Germany, as though every person in Germany said Apple are evil. Oh, we all use spyware. It's really not that cut and dry, right? Uh, but anyway, the point of the article is that German authorities have admitted to using Pegasus spyware to kind of you know snoop on suspects, people that they people of interest, right? Um, and that's there's there's quite a bit of detail in the article about all of that and how they're hypocrites because of what this other arm of the and, German government said about Apple.
1: Yeah, and and Pegasus, by the way, is the spyware put out by the NSO Group, the the infamous NSO Group that has been hacked multiple times and is the cause of right. all sorts of consternation about spyware because they they're basically building cyber warfare tools and selling them to damn near everybody with, with no. Right. Conscience at all? They don't care who it is. the
0: The article also says that that Germany's government says that they have limited the use of this spyware and they've turned off certain features. I don't know how much can you believe that, right? So, like, I'm putting spyware on people's devices. Right? Isn't that bad enough? <laughs> Oh, well, but it's not I mean, so bad. I, I turned off features.
1: Well, it, it, I mean, it <laughs> depends, right? So if you're putting spyware on average Joe's machines without any due process, yeah, that's that's right. like, what the hell? But right. if, if you're doing it through, a, you know, a, a sting operation with the court, the court's knowing about, like, you know, if, yeah. if process is right. being followed that's properly, another thing you where... know, Then then maybe it's a different story.
0: That's another thing where context is missing from this article, right? Um, the the idea that the government is spying on people, in itself, is like, oh my god, they're spying on people. But if it's a case of like law enforcement or whatever, or or things akin to what the NSA does in the U.S., where they're spying on foreign governments and whatever for the for the purpose of national security, I don't know. Those those get to be gray areas, yeah. right? Because it's I. So the whole privacy privacy is privacy but privacy of other citizens <laughs> of other right. governments uh, it gets weird right because these are governments that we may literally be at war with our gov- or Germany could eventually be at war with I, right. I don't know you know I don't know where I, I fall in all that I
1: feel like I feel like the whole well so there's there's a couple things so the, I think the Apple thing is is the the whole Apple CSAM scanning thing was blown entirely out of proportion for the wrong reasons yeah so so you know when it, when it first came out and people were like freaking out about it like they're looking at my pictures very very clearly there was there was a misunderstanding like this absolutely broad daylight misunderstanding of it's running on your phone it's not right. actually transferring those pictures to Apple and somebody's looking like this is happening on your local device. Um, and it, 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 it muddied the waters further by trying to explain how I, um, how, how photo iPhotos, I photos, I, called, uh, Apple photos in the, in their, in, in iCloud, yeah. um, how like the circumstances under which those would be, would be scanned because the, basically it the only scanning that's happening is on your handheld device, your phone is doing the scanning. So, the only way that your iCloud photos would be scanned is if you're syncing them with your phone. So, if you don't sync them with your phone, they can't see them because everything's encrypted, et cetera, et cetera. That was like the first, the first big thing. And that, that, like, at that point, I, I almost basically tuned it out because I was like, this is stupid because people are freaking out over the wrong thing. Um, and I still think that's a dumb reason to, to freak out over it. But there, are, there are two other reasons that are, that are actually fairly legitimate. Um, one is that the, photo dna technique that they're using uh has some problems um so there's there's a legitimate technical issue that needs to be worked through before this is a viable solution because it is possible to create to craft an image that would get people in trouble etc et um the other issue is more of a it's more of a political what if issue and the idea is if they're doing this on the phone, and, and look, the cat's out of the bag at this point, right? So, like, they know it's possible. So, if governments want to do this, they're just going to push it. Um, yeah. But if you can, if you could run a scan on their phone for pictures and looking for child pornography, you could run a scan on their phone looking for whatever we want you to look for, and then report back to us.
0: Yep. Okay. Yep. Legit. Looking for drug use or looking for you know whatever. Right. That's, looking for per, people in turbans. Exactly.
1: Per- perfectly <laughs> legit. Yes. Um, you know, but again, cats out of the bag. I think I think, you know, if this is if this is a thing that would happen, then it's just gonna happen. So
0: it's gonna happen, right.
1: So I, I this the whole the whole CSAM thing at this point. Like, yes, I by all means, please stop child pornography, like, you know, throw those. Yeah, those,
0: right. The, the problem is the problem is the protect the children argument is too easy to be like, yes. Oh yeah, well absolutely we have to protect the children. Uh, but then it turns into, well, we in order to protect the children, we have to take away all these things that you consider valuable you know, rights or privacies, right? And that's where it gets to be difficult. Yes, we all want to see children protected because they're children, right? Yeah. Nobody wants to see children harmed in any way, whether it's through sexually explicit things or through abuse or through whatever. There's a hundred different reasons, right? But we can't really give away our privacy in the name of protecting the children. Yeah. But then if you if you say that out loud, you're like, oh well you know, people are people will accuse you of being yes. for, you know, child abuse. Think, think of the children. And it's like this this think of the children. This yeah. might
1: be the first instance of think of the children where they're actually thinking of the children. Yeah. The right. whole purpose of this <laughs> is to stop. But we all child-
0: we all yeah. we all because of the history of that argument, we all knee jerk react, oh, but our privacy.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I like no, by all means, like I, I would like to know more yeah. about the process, and I you know, I want to know yeah. exactly how it goes yeah. like and et cetera. Yeah. but but yeah, like it's actually just because you're trying to protect kids, which is which is weird and and I think like a lot of people are like, wait.
0: Wait, what? You're, you actually have good No, motives? there's, there's
1: got to be more to this. It's not just for kids. There's more. There
0: has to be yeah. more to this. <laughs> yeah.
1: Which is, fu- which is, I mean, sad but funny. But
0: Yes, it is. All right. Uh, so moving along. Uh, I hate this article, but I wanted to bring it up anyway. So uh, this is from... Fuck them.
1: <coughs> the me. Guardian, Sorry.
0: right? Sorry, you don't like the LAPD. Okay. Uh, the LAPD officers are told to collect social media data on every civilian they stop. Now, again, article, headline, I think, sort of blown out of proportion. What this comes down to is when the police stop somebody, whether you are being accused of a crime or not, right? They have you fill out this, like, witness card or this, like, info card where they gather your contact info and your statement and whatever. And now what they're including on that card is tell us your social media you know, handle or ID or whatever. Um,
1: you are not. It's like y- you are not required by law to give that information. Period. Sure, End of right? sentence. So that's
0: that's that's kind of the point here, right? So, uh, and that's why I included the article. I can understand why they ask for it, but don't give them that. <laughs> so period. Right? They have no reason to. If, if they are investigating a crime that occurred at a single point in time, they have no reason to go look at your social media profile to see who you are or what you do or what you're interested in or who your friends are or any of that crap. They need to know the facts about what happened right there in that moment. And that's what that card is meant to, to, to capture, right? There's no reason that they need other information about you. Aside from that, social media profiles are generally public. Right. There's no reason you need to identify yourself as I'm this person on social media. If they want that info, they can go do the frickin legwork to find it themselves.
1: You know, there's there's a picture in here.
0: Argue whether they should or shouldn't. Right. Yeah.
1: There's a picture in here of these field interview cards, um, which have information Mm -hmm. on them. And and yeah, there's a there's a thing on here that says that they can request your social security number. I don't think that's actually required by law.
0: You know what, there's a ton of very leading pictures in this article. <laughs> pictures of police in riot gear, pictures oh, of yeah, 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 yeah. a bunch I'm just, of people just, handcuffed. Yeah. You know, well, it's like it's a very leading article. <clears throat> it's The Guardian. I I don't know if I well, if I so, trust a whole lot about this article to be honest. Yeah, well, but the point that, still that, remains. <laughs> to be
1: to be I mean, to be perfectly blunt, the LAPD is known for for being utterly corrupt and you know, yeah. like having all sorts of problems, so so like you know, they they do stop and frisk and all that stuff. Um, right. But some of this stuff. So my understanding, and I'm not a lawyer. I'm not you know, I'm not, not. I don't have first-hand knowledge. But my understanding is that unless, actually, even if you are taken into custody, um, you are not required by law to present identification. Period. So like, right. th- it, there's only certain points in time where things have happened, like, short of being under arrest, you don't have to, you're not required by law to, to show any of that. So, like, asking for your social security number, like, yeah, no. <laughs> like, just, right. it's not gonna happen. Right. Have, fun, have fun arresting me and, and taking me to, to, to jail on that one, because that's, you know, I'm not giving you my social my social media accounts. I don't give those to anybody. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not giving you my my Social Security number. Um, You know, what else? I'll I'll tell you my name, and that's about it. I'm not required, unless you're arresting me, in which case you're going to run my prints and everything else. Yeah, that's my thing, right? I was in the military, you know, everything.
0: They they, they specify that in the article. Now, again, the article has a number of things that I have problems with, but this is not if you're being arrested. This is like, this is an info card for, you know, I'm a witness to a crime.
1: This right. is this is part. So, how do I put this? Um, I do not follow the thin blue line or whatever bullshit thing that is out there now. Um, I I I have had friends who are police. I think there are some very upstanding police out there. Um, but I will also say that you know the whole all cops are bastards movement isn't isn't wrong um, because. What happens is, and, and this isn't this isn't always the cop's fault. Um, you know, they're in a position of authority, but when a you're basically taught when a cop asks you a question, you answer it. So if right. a cop asks you, you know, I need your I need your social media and your social security number, like people are just going to give it to them because people don't because they think people they have do to. not understand their rights. They you know, this right. is not information that you need, and, and there the, are the police there department are, uh, this specifically. The police department is taking advantage of that yes. to be able to build dossiers on people, and this is not a conspiracy thing. This is they are able to use that to tie that to people, potentially to use it for solving crimes. But especially in the case of LAPD and and several other organizations, that's not all it's used for. It's also used for putting down right uh, putting down uh, protests and. You know, like all sorts of very negative things that people have an absolute right to do. Right. And and that's how they use it. And that in that case, like to me, that's, you know, they kiss my ass, like take me to jail because I'm not giving you that information.
0: Yeah. I mean, you and I fall on slightly different sides of this argument and I don't want to make this a political no, no. debate okay. or whatever. Right. Like I, I generally believe in my own experience, a lot of cops get a bad rap. Right. But there are absolutely cops out there that are yep. not that don't have your best interests in heart. They're on a power trip. Um, I've seen it locally here in the little town that we live in. Right. I mean, my my dad is run with EMS and he's had a close relationship with lots of police officers in this little town that we're in. And even he'll tell you that a lot of them are on a power trip. It's just it's a thing that comes with the badge sometimes. Right. And I, I hate that it's true. Um, but I also think that there's a lot of cops that get a bad rap because of the bad apples. Um, and there may be organizations that are more corrupt than others. All I can see is what's nearby, but.
1: And, 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 you know, I I think some of the reason that the police end up in the position that they're in is because they've been asked to do everything, you know, like, right. You know, my, my, my wife worked as a nurse for a while at a, at a, It's like a halfway house, if you will, and had somebody who fell over and was a heavyset woman and she couldn't get her up. So she called for ambulance assistance to pick her up and the police are who showed up. Yeah. You know, like hands on weapons coming in, trying to like look at, you know, like what's going on, you know, et cetera. And it's like, why are the police here?
0: That's that's actually not uncommon. No, it's not. Right? And, it, but and and you wouldn't you wouldn't know this unless you've worked with EMS. Sometimes when there's just a thing that does not necessarily require medical attention, but requires strong people, they'll send the cops or the firefighters instead of the ambulance, right? And that yeah, well, comes down except to that the cops whoever answered the phone, right? When you, right, but exactly. The co- they should not have showed no, up no, no, with hands no, 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 on their guns. No, my po- right? my
1: point is the police the police came in all you know pushy and, and guns on there, whatever. But the right. police didn't right. help. They weren't there to help. The police were there to assess right. the situation, blah, 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 look for whatever and refused to help her. She had to wait for the police, for the ambulance to come to help her. That's not why that's they were funny. sent. They were sent because that's procedure. Okay. So, I mean, right. that, that's my point, right? And and there's a couple of, there's a couple of cities, towns, et cetera, across the U S now who are changing how they're doing things and are sending out um, you know, uh, uh, mental health professionals or just the, the EMS or whoever and not sending police. And weirdly enough, they've had this really precipitous drop in the amount of, uh, incidents. Um, so, you know, <laughs> I'm not sure there's a correlation there, but I,
0: I, <clears throat> and maybe it's because I'm an optimist, generally an optimist. I always feel like there's more than one side of these stories. Yeah. Uh, and I also feel like the, a lot of these cases are very difficult to judge from the sidelines like we get to do, right? You look back at an incident, it's really easy to say that person did the wrong thing, right? Whether it's it was a cop or the person that the cop arrested, right? We can all look back at all the various events of the past couple years and be like, well, that guy was in the wrong. That guy was in the wrong. Why did that guy... Respond the oh, yeah, yeah. way that he did. That guy was obviously yeah. a criminal, but but whatever, right? Pick any of the incidents that have occurred. Archer quarterback we hindsight is twenty twenty. We cetera. weren't yep. we weren't there in the moment, right? And I'm not trying to justify any of the atrocities that we've seen in the news in the past couple of years, but I'm simply saying it's really easy to look at a situation from outside and say, Well, that guy reacted in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know. Again, I'm not trying to defend anybody. Right. Yeah. Um, but I just I, I I'm always looking. I'm Again, I'm an optimist. I'm always looking for like, oh, well, that guy's been misjudged. Well, right. sometimes I'm wrong.
1: <laughs> well, you, you know, know and, like
0: and, he may have been a complete asshole and he had it in for
1: the guy. And, he, and, and, and whatever. And maybe maybe, you know. If we if we walk away from, you know, cops are the problem, maybe we, you know, just just looking at it and saying, that's weird. We're sending the cops out for everything. In, including these 900 situations that they're they're simply not trained for. They right. do not get this training, period, end of story. Like, this is yep. not something they will ever yep. be trained for. Maybe, yep. maybe we should send out people who are trained for this sort of thing and they'll be less of a problem. Like, they're adults. If they, they can evaluate, like, you can know, you can have cops on standby or whatever, but if they don't need yep. to be there, then yep. don't send them.
0: The... I mean, the other side could be, are there people available that are trained for that thing? Cops are generally sent out for almost anything because they're expected to deal with anything, right? Right. And a lot of them can't. And that's why we end up in some of the situations that we've been in. They've responded poorly to a thing they weren't trained to deal with in the first place. Right. You know what I mean? And again, I'm not trying to make it a political thing. I'm just, again, this is just my outlook on just about anything, right? Yep. I always, like, I, I have trouble believing that most people are inherently evil, right? They were trying to do the thing they thought was right at the time, and they made a bad choice, right? Now, when you're a police officer, a bad choice has a lot of consequences. I'm not saying they shouldn't be held accountable for those things, but I also feel like crucifying the entire police force in the entire freaking United States of America might not be the right reaction. I...
1: Yes. And I I don't want to... Like, so I I think... I think the way to put it is not that I believe every cop is evil and et cetera. I think the underlying system that is training them what to do, how to react, et cetera—that's the that could problem. Be.
0: You know, that it's, could be it's not.
1: That, it's not that Joe Cop is you know just an inherently evil person, and because he became a cop, suddenly he's going to go out and kill people. But the right. system, the way the system is set up. Joe cop is going to go out and he's going to lean on certain people and he's going to react different ways to different people because this is what he's been taught to do. And this is the information he's been given and what he's been told he has to do, how to deal with it. And I think that, that system is, is very broken. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a NPR had a really good series on the system. That, I think it was used in New York. Um, I forget what it was called, but the, the guy who it was basically a system based on statistical analysis, um, and and in the end it it worked, but it also very much broke things because now the way that it worked it was it was targeting different areas and sending cops out to those areas and saying this. Particular crime happens this many times in this area, so therefore this, you must you must this was bust on, this many people. Yeah, it was on the um, on the media. Yes. Um, it was well. The one I heard a
0: similar report. It was from it was from New York. Yep. It was it was there was this guy who designed yes. a statistical analysis program that the NYPD used to help identify it, crimes, it and it was working using. really well. Yeah. Right. And then he stepped away, and then it was. Basically, it became corrupt in the way that it was being used. And then it was um, basically identifying criminals almost before they were criminals, but then they were targeted. Right. Yeah, well, it, it's right. It's, it's saying I heard it on Reply All, right, which is an which is it's not an NPR production, but they were previous NPR hosts, if I remember correctly. The folks who, who do who do uh,
1: reply I all I this was on, on the media, not on Reply All. Whatever I, 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 heard heard it on, it on I heard it. I heard it. I heard it on Reply. I, I, I've heard it a couple times. So so, but I mean the, the point was that it's called that, like the Crime Machine or something. Yeah. It was it, was the, and the, art, the idea the was the post, like this thing. this area has this type of crime, so therefore send cops there, and every day they should write this many tickets or arrest this many people right. for this type of crime. Yep. And yep. Cops are you know now you've got quotas on cops, and yep you're going to do a bad job, and you're going to get in trouble if you don't arrest x number of people. So now you're looking for right. like. Instead, you're looking for reasons to arrest people, and
0: basically, they took the good intentions of that machine and turned it around on its head, and now it's now it's arresting people for stuff that you know maybe they didn't, maybe they committed a crime, but maybe whatever. Yeah, it was basically it was corrupted. Yes, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. So so that's that's the whole like it. You know, I I I definitely have to look up that episode because someone's going to ask. I I. I, I, (laughs) <laughs> absolutely think that there are cops that are just horrible horrible people like you know the whole yeah. the whole i mean the one thing that really bothers me and this has happened in in a lot of the in a lot of the national cases of shootings and and stuff that's gone on you find that those cops that are in trouble have been in trouble and have numerous complaints against them to the point where i mean in one case the guy had been fired from the police force and just walked over to the next town and they hired him up didn't care about his background and He went and killed somebody like that sort of thing. That's a, that is a systemic problem in in like, why are you not background checking people? Like it's a cop for God's sake. Like what the hell? So that sort of, that, that, that's the sort of stuff that I'm talking about. Like, you know, like, yeah, I I mean, I know the, you know, the, 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 the ACAB stuff is, is, is harsh, but you know, my, my personal feeling on it is that it's, 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 it's definitely pointing at the systemic issues, not not the, not necessarily. There's definitely individual people that are bad, but it's not necessarily the individuals that are the issue. Anyway,
0: so uh, the Look. the the crime machine part one and two from the Reply All podcast episodes one twenty seven and one twenty eight. I'm going to put them in the show, or I'll put one twenty seven in the show notes. You can find one twenty eight yourself. But that's that's what I heard that recited the exact same story you just told me. Uh, and then we should move on and finish up the show because we've gone on.
1: I must have heard <laughs> it on, quite a bit. I must about have heard this. it on there too. So
0: anyway, it's the exact same yes. thing you were just describing. Yeah. Is what I heard on that episode.
1: So so okay so so um, now that we've now that we've solved all the problems with the police department, let's talk about how uh, we fix Linux.
0: Yeah. So we've talked about uh, CentOS streams and the weird move, and we even had Rich Bowen on the show to talk about CentOS streams and CentOS and the change and the stuff that Red Hat was accused of. Uh, and all kinds of nasty crap and good crap and whatever. And we've mentioned Alma Linux and Rocky Linux, if you remember, as alternatives to CentOS streams for folks who want the old model of CentOS back. Uh, Alma Linux hit the the world first, and I guess there's a company called Cloud Linux that is supporting Alma Linux. They can they offer like support packages and whatever to go around Alma. Uh, well, now CIQ, which apparently is 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 I didn't look deeply into CIQ, however, this particular article implies that the guy behind CentOS Linux, which I'm blanking on his name at the moment, but it's right here in the article, if I can just scan for it. Uh, damn it. The guy who came up with...
1: Blockchain. It's right in the name of the article. It's Gre- Gregory Kurtzer. It's right in the, the head of the article. It is.
0: Look at that. Sorry, Gregory <laughs> Kurtzer. I didn't think it was in the title, so I'm looking down in the text. All right, so I'll, I'll just read it, right? So this is from... AR Newswire, whoever that is, uh, founder of CentOS Linux and Rocky Linux, Gregory Kurtzer disrupts legacy software and support business model with worldwide CIQ debut. Uh, And this is essentially, um, there is now a business supporting Rocky Linux, right? Which is what this comes down to. Uh, Read the article if you want the full info. But uh, I I heard about this in some internal chatter uh, today. And since it is a public article, and I really don't have any other context um, other than what's in this article, I figured it was safe enough to share on the show. <laughs> Even though, uh, you know, being that I work for a rather large company that supports open source software, this might seem like, uh, you know,
1: everybody can something, I may have in-
0: something I may have inside information on. I really don't. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, so if if you, if you, if you want to run Rocky Linux, uh, you can now get support from CIQ, which is kind of interesting. In a lot of ways, this mimics really how Red Hat got our start, right? So um, open source software, offering a support model around it, that's exactly really how Red Hat started. I don't know if that means that CIQ is on the same path that we're on or if they will succeed or not, but I thought it was newsworthy. And so it's here.
1: Yeah. So 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 CIQ apparently is control IQ, because that's the that's the website, ControlIQ.com. Okay. Like C T R L like control on your keyboard. I I don't know what that means. Control IQ. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm not sure what that means, but um okay. Um I do I do want to I, I I would like to plead with the world um for a moment. Can we please stop using the word disrupt? He created a tech support company. Congratulations! (laughs) You haven't disrupted a goddamn thing.
0: He's also referred to as legendary in this article, so I don't. I I don't.
1: That's fine. Legendary. Legendary is a big word. Okay. I mean, maybe he is. (laughs) I don't. I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't know the guy. So, and I honestly. I've used Centos for years, and I'm sorry, Gregory. I couldn't Gregory. remember his name. Yeah, I, so I actually he can't
0: be that legendary. I actually didn't. At least in my mind, I though.
1: didn't know his name until this. Actually, I wasn't aware that he was the founder of Centos. It was I can't remember the guy's name that I always saw putting the updates out for Centos, but it was not a Gregory Kurtzer. Um okay. So, so like I didn't know his name. Like whatever. Like cool. You started a company. You're doing tech support. Um, I'm just. I'm very confused as to what exactly here is being disrupted. I would You're like right. to know.
0: It's <laughs> it's really just another company offering support around a Linux distribution, which is what Ubuntu does, it's what whoever supports SUSE Linux now does. Yeah. It's what Red Hat does. This isn't disruptive. It's just another company that's doing I know. something that were that a number of companies are already doing. So Yeah, I I, it, clicked, I don't I, yeah.
1: I, I click through the website cuz I'm like, "Oh, okay, he's disrupting it, so there's something new and What's interesting here." What's disruptive about it? Right? Like this is some sort of new angle on how to do, and I like. I'm sort of looking through his website, and I'm like, okay, so he supports software. Like, I don't understand what the difference is. Yeah. Me. So if yeah, I'm wrong, yeah. and please let me know. There's I, like these. You know.
0: There's like these these full mm-hmm. support from open source enthusiasts, right? Uh, and there's these four points they bring out community. Uh, well, that's not really support. That's you know actively listening and partnering with the Rocky Linux community. Okay, so Red Hat does that. Um, except not for Rocky, but for you Fedora. could
1: argue that any company supports <laughs> right, their community. Right. Like I mean, some people are enterprise
0: at it, creating enterprise class solutions at scale. Yeah, nobody does that. Uh, deep level assistance from the founders of Rocky Linux software. Nobody does that. Uh, and scale, multi cloud, multi cluster, performance scalable, scalable flexible, and, and automation. Totally new, disruptive.
1: Yeah, I, 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 so, so I don't want anybody to misunderstand this. I wish the guy the best of luck. I hope his company oh, is great. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And not, not, not trying to bash his company by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, I, I just, you know, it, it, to say that you're disruptive means that you're doing something new and interesting, and and not, not that what he's doing isn't interesting, but not really it's new. A tech, it's a tech support company. Yeah. I, I, you know, like that's great, that's wonderful, but it's just a tech support company. <laughs> so
0: uh folks i i'm grateful for anyone who stuck with us for this far i did not think that without uncle mark we would go on for three hours but we did (laughs) (laughs) and really uh jason's mic going crazy is the only thing that really stopped us (laughs) so um thank you for sticking around if you're watching the live stream if you're listening to the audio only version uh thank you as well for listening uh, if you want to watch us live, you should check out the Iron Sismen podcast on both Twitch and YouTube. The uh, The links to both of those are in the show notes. Links to all the crap we talked about tonight, uh, wherever I could gather the links, are also in the show notes. Jason, if you can figure out what episode of the Talk Python to Me podcast had that information about radio telescopes, that'd be great if you could get it to me, and I'll try to put that in the show notes as well. Um, yeah. So that's just about everything. If you want to find us on social media, look us up on both Twitter and Facebook. Look for the Iron System in podcast. I uh, remember you can support us on Patreon and Teespring. I talked about that earlier. Again, links in the notes. I'm not going to belabor this any more than I have to. Uh, Jason, do you have any final words for the listeners tonight?
1: I'm afraid to talk loudly.
0: Because you might make your mic go weird <laughs> I, again? I
1: also, I also can't mute myself. So, you know, if I have to cough or something, it's like...
0: Okay, well, you know we're almost done, so it's fine. Um, just don't cough for the next couple uh, minutes.
1: Ep- episode number two hundred and fifty-seven, by the way. Episode two fifty-seven.
0: All right, I will yes. make sure. It
1: was March twenty eighth, twenty twenty. Episode two
0: fifty-seven. So that's in the notes as well, along with a link to the Talk Python. It's just TalkPython.fm.
1: Yeah, and holy crap, am I behind? <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I've, I've basically, st- I don't listen to podcasts anymore because I can't keep up. I listen to a couple and that's about it. A lot of them that I listen to every day, I don't listen to anymore. I haven't listened to Reply All in probably a year and a half since I stopped commuting. Even though that was a great show, right? It is a great show. I'm sure it's still on the air.
1: <laughs> they're, yeah, they're actually, I've, they I've just... I've, I've, I, well, when every, when the world's ended, I didn't have a reason. To, I didn't have a, a, a commuter or anything to listen to podcasts on. So I kind of fell behind on everything. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, since I started working remotely, it's been the same for yeah. me. I don't listen to many, it's, many podcasts. You know, I it,
1: used to. It's super weird and interesting to listen to podcasts from the beginning of 2020 now. Cause everybody like, you know, it's like one day it was, you know, everything's wonderful and, and everything's roses. And then the next, the day, next day it's day like, Oh my God, everything's <laughs> locked down. The world's <laughs> yeah, ending. The Yeah, the next day they're like, I've been awake for 72 hours straight. I don't know what to do. I can't leave my house. Should we do a podcast? (laughs) It's really funny. Yeah, pretty
0: crazy stuff. All right, folks. Well, like I said, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in live. Um, I don't really have much else to say except thank you for listening, and we'll catch you in the next one. So I hope everyone has a good night. And I just need to find the the end screen here. And we're going to go. Good night, everybody.
1: Not all. <laughs>